The Heather McCoy Show. Welcome back to The Heather McCoy Show. Uh, surviving fire, rain, and floods. It's almost biblical, isn't it? Robert Larson joins us from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest. Welcome to the show, Robert. Hey, Heather. Thank you. Oh, yeah, do this. Yeah. So um, I guess the biggest news out of the Inland Empire this week is Vista Marietta High School. Uh, two 15-year-old students were found guilty, or not found guilty, but they were found to sh- plan a shooting in their school. Um what what's been the reaction in the in the empire? I've actually been rather surprised that there hasn't been much reaction. And I talk, I deal with the public every day, and I bring it up. And I would say the majority of people aren't even aware of it. It's as if they don't pay attention to the news. I know there are a lot of Fox News viewers out here, and when you watch that, you're going to just get stuff that can easily have a political spin put on it so maybe they're not discussing that there but uh yeah the, the story it's it's a little strange to me that it was on i guess network news covered it a bit and it was definitely on the front page of the press enterprise the the big newspaper out here in the inland empire this was two days ago front page story and there was i found nothing in there yesterday or today yeah, I don't know, maybe there's nothing to add to the story, but you would think there'd at least be some more speculation. But the thing, what was in the paper two days ago was that two teenage boys were arrested. They had been talking online, emails, instant messaging, whatever, Facebook, and uh, talking about a murder plot that was involving, I guess, students and faculty, and they were something about maybe they were going to set off some bombs, and then they were some guns and shoot some people as well and uh, an email went uh, out to a person in New York who reported it to the authorities the FBI got involved and the uh, that, that's uh, that's all that's been out there since then for the last 48 hours that I'm aware of I, I did talk to one I guess 16 year old girl yesterday who's a student at that school and said uh, and she said, oh, yeah, I heard about it, and yeah, okay, well, school starts tomorrow, we're going to go, and, and she didn't seem like, oh, my God, I'm really scared to go to school, because I guess this, the administration at the school had called all the families of students there and said, here's what's going on, we don't want anybody to panic, we have an extra, extra security at the school, these two uh, boys have been apprehended, and so please come to school and everything be safe and so nobody seems to too freaked out about it and yeah so that, that's the reaction i get out here well it may be because the plot was foiled and everybody's you know it, it's they got caught and then so a lot of people are just like oh they got caught it you know we just move on with our lives which is kind of a healthy response yeah i think it is uh, but i just think they i would sort of think people would want to be talking about it more like who are these boys? Is this real? And yeah. The one girl I did talk to who was a student at that school said she knew one of the boys. I mean, didn't hang out with him, wasn't friends with him or anything, but knew who he was and occasionally would, you know, run into him on campus and just, oh, hi. And that he wasn't, you know, her words were something to the effect. He wasn't creepy or anything. Yeah. But you hear that kind of thing a lot when somebody gets arrested for having bodies in their backyard or something and they're like, he was such a nice neighbor. <laughs> yeah, I think John Wayne Gacy or something like that. Yes, but there was no date on the alleged plot. So there's there's a line between, 
you know, 15-year-old boys emulating what they do on video games and then actual plots. And, you know, I mean, there's a line between being careful and paranoid. And uh, this falls, I think, in the category of they actually got a plot. Yeah, and I think that, that they should be careful. And you and I will kind of rail against overzealousness by the government and the, the uh, homeland security and things like that. But I think in this case, it was like, yeah, with what's happened recently, they, they probably did the right thing here and bringing these boys in. But uh, I think they did say there was an, an actual date. They had a date set for carrying this out. Oh, okay. I didn't. On one story I read, there was no date yet. So. No, what I had read, and, and maybe there was something that's corrected that sense, but what I had read a couple of days ago is that they had set a date, and that was one reason why they took this really seriously. It was a bit off into the future. They wouldn't say, oh, okay. You know, maybe a month, two months, something like that. But they said, so it wasn't imminent, but it was definitely out of date. That's the way it was originally reported. Oh, okay. So in other news, this is my favorite story of the week in the Inland Empire. Sun City is not letting the NAACP meet in a, um, in a public building because they are political. How does that work? Yeah, this is <laughs> not the Sun City city council oh that's good yeah so that, that's better but it's the it's like a it's a neighborhood association which is kind of quasi uh public you know what i'm saying yeah it's governmental but it's you sort of need to be part of this neighborhood association which is you know what i'm saying it's but it's not totally private either cause yeah there you kind of have to belong uh anyway uh the they just, yeah, said, no, we don't want the NAACP having a meeting here because they're political. <laughs> and this is just sort of like supposed to be public, nonprofit kind of groups, very bland. But then they're allowing groups like the uh, Veterans at Foreign War, and you and I both know they get pretty political. Yeah, they're, you know, they're all commungeons that, you know, are pretty right wing, so. Right, and the NAACP partisan but if you had to put a spin you would probably say they're more liberal um well i mean i guess liberal policies tend to favor minorities well yeah and tend to favor the agenda of the naacp but it's not like they're uh overtly partisan in any way and, and so and i mean i think we can all say they've done a lot of good things over the years but if you're in an area that's old, mostly white people that are kind of fearful. <laughs> They're going to maybe have a problem with the NAACP. But, that, you know, the thing about that is that it just, even if I sort of held those feelings about the NAACP, I, I don't know, I would be kind of embarrassed to be <laughs> open about that. I wouldn't want to be seen to be, be like, oh, we're not allowing them to meet here, because it does, it just comes off so racist. Um, that's the other thing, is the Great uh, Recession, or Depression, as I like to call it, keeps marching on. Uh, the Inland Empire's hit more than any other area, and uh, food stamp usage is quite up. Um, it's way above the uh, national average. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, the Enterprise, inland welfare usage soars, uh, food stamp numbers also rise, double-digit unemployment rates and home foreclosures are to blame. And yeah, I, I see it out here. It's it's not under the radar in any way. It's you know I work at a public place where uh, food is sold, and I see the EBT cards come through every day. That's you know 
used to actually be food stamps physically. Now it's yeah, it's like a debit card that you just run through when you're getting assistance to purchase food from the government. Getting assistance from the government to purchase food, I should say. So yeah, you see that a lot. And and the thing is, is that when we had the housing bubble, this area was the Inland Empire was one of the main areas that that was uh, where that was occurring, where people were building all these unnecessary homes and buying and selling them and making all kinds of money and just driving that all up. This whole sort of Ponzi scheme. And so when the bubble burst and things fell apart, the, <laughs> the debris all sort of landed here. A lot of people that were making money in that sort of fake casino type thing were just kind of left there hanging. Yeah. Many of them had lost their houses to foreclosure or still are. And just if they were making money selling houses or doing financing or whatever, anything related to that, you know, the jobs and there's not a lot of other things out there. And so that it's going to be a lot of welfare, a lot of food stamps. And I don't know, you, you, you feel, you feel a lot of desperation, you know, just talking to people and working with the public. You, you just, you feel it. And people that are just, oh, I've been looking for a job for over a year or do you know anything or anybody hiring here? I'm willing to take anything right now. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, yeah, it's getting really uh, desperate, even in Orange County. I mean, it, there's not a lot of jobs to be had around here. And um, it's just a point where it feels like a stalemate. And it feels like there needs to be like something uh, like a some some movement, like a budge in, in a jobs program or something, because this can't continue forever. Right. I mean, I, I know. Obama has wanted to put in some of these kind of things. The Republicans have blocked any type of thing that will help create jobs. And it's, I don't know if things will get better after the election. Well, if Romney is elected, I'm sure they'll get worse. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. If, if I mean, a lot of people are hesitant to call this a depression right now. I'm sure if Romney is elected, it's going to be a depression for sure. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, Although it's really weird with the Republicans in, in the Congress, but they, they seem to be willing to borrow money and to uh, put jobs programs into place and stimulus and, and everything like that if it's a, if there's a Republican in the White House. And they, they've been very upfront about they don't want to approve any of these things because they want to make Obama look bad and be a one-term president. They've been very upfront about that. Yeah. But the, some of the things that vice presidential candidate Paul Ryan rails against spending money on stimulus. He was all for it when it was occurring under the Bush administration. Yeah. So it's, uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy there. And I think, uh, you know, I think whoever wins the election, it, it's not going to get better right away. Yeah. And then on local front, people are still suffering. Well, on that great note, we're going to end uh, this report for from Robert Larson from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest. Thank you for being on the Heather McCoy Show. The Heather McCoy Show. 